Hello, and welcome to Boozy Book Reports, a simple podcast where we revisit childhood classics while drinking copious amounts of alcohol. We're your hosts, Beth. And Sam. And this month, we're reporting on Misty of Chicoteague. Chicoteague. <laughs> Chico, Chico Stick. Misty of the Chico Stick. <laughs> I knew I was going to butcher it, and I haven't even had a drink yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole time I was reading this book, I just could not get any of the the two the two names. The two names <laughs> they down. rhyme. They even rhyme. Yeah, I was it's just, just Chico and Asa. Yeah. So anyway, it's by Marguerite Henry. First published in 1947. And when I say horse girl energy, I mean horse girl energy. Oh yeah, I I uh, went straight back to my youth and was like actually qu- quite happy about. I will say just a heads up. I was quite happy about most of this book. Mm-hmm. I have one complaint. Oh, ooh, exciting. But otherwise, I freaking loved it. Oh, I, I so I just want to say right off the bat that it wasn't quite my speed in the sense of like, I really realized that I do not have <laughs> even an ounce of horse girl energy within me. <laughs> but It's okay. I've got a full double of horse girl yeah. energy. I'm carrying this ship <laughs> or maybe pulling this wagon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so before we get into the the amazingness of this story and the wonder of everything HGE, uh, let's talk about these drinks. Sam made two really beautiful drinks and one that I'm so excited about because it is flipping hot right now. Yeah, this is the, this is, we'll start, well, we'll start with the first one, which I actually think is going to be the one you like the best. So we're going to do the, the shit sandwich. We're going to, and then you can finish with that one. So in the book, uh, they talk about having blueberry or blackberry jam. or the, And then they talk about when they're running up the beach, there's the blackberry brambles. So I went ahead and made a blackberry cocktail. Uh, so it's a, it is a, called a, a blackberry bramble. And it's a pretty traditional cocktail where a bramble is just some fruit smooshed into some lemon juice with some booze and some sugar. And then you have a drink. And so that's what this is. It's a blackberry bramble, which is actually one of my husband's favorite drinks. And what's in this? Oh, sorry. uh, Gin. So I used uh, Uncle Val's botanical gin because it kind of tastes like Fruit Loops to me. And uh, (laughs) so going for the kid theme. And then uh, there's uh, muddled blackberries, lemon juice and simple syrup. And then I, I topped it off with a little bit of a soda water. Okay. And so for anybody that wants to drink along with us, the recipes are available on our freaking TikTok. Thanks to my brother-in-law, Scott, who has pushed for this heavily. <laughs> yes, heavily. Love you, Scott. So um, <laughs> we now have a TikTok and it's on our Instagram at Boozy Book Report. So okay. there we go. Oh, it's good. It's light. Yeah. It, I, it had a... Cha- it had a it ends with a little gin, but I like it. Yeah, it is a little ginny on the end. Uh, so a lot of times you can make this with a, uh, like, it's called creme de meringue, which is, or mur, which is French for blackberries. And you can make it with it. I didn't have any. You can also substitute that if you can't find it with creme de cassis. So it could be even like a little bit sweeter. But I think for the summertime, it's actually pretty nice. Well, and it's a beautiful red color. Mm-hmm. It looks like raspberry colored. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's just from you squash. Um, you just squash the blackberries at the bottom of the glass. Oh, it's quite good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I can get down with that. Yeah. That I, one feels dangerous. Uh, th- Yeah. It, there's actually not a ton of gin in it Um, based on the like volume that you have because I, I topped it off with the soda water. So that I think it kind of, it, you could drink them quickly. Yeah. But it will not destroy you. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. This one will, other one will destroy you. Okay. Noted. So the other cocktail that we made is uh, a horse girl favorite. So we made a mint julep in honor of the Kentucky (laughs) Derby, which this is the official drink of the Kentucky Derby. And uh, yeah, it's uh, simple syrup. You muddle some mint into it and then you put in some uh, crap ton of booze and then you put crushed ice over top of that. Oh, the booze is bourbon. Kentucky Mm -hmm. bourbon which mm-hmm. I think is required legally okay. by the Kentucky Derby. Like if you don't, somebody in a very large ornate hat will slap you in the face. Oh, love that. dueling gloves or something. I've never had a mint julep before. I've heard of them. Okay, Sam just gave me the look of, <laughs> you trash. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Just, just drink the drink. Okay. It's different. <laughs> that was why I was making the face. Um, it's a lot of bourbon and mint. And a little bit of sugar. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I I, feel like maybe this might be the only one I ever... It has a lot of mint in it. Yeah. It's It's like I'm chewing gum and taking a shot. 
I like mint. I like mint. Not I, this much mint. I maybe it was I haven't eight had leaves mint. of mint. Okay, and I think it's normally in a smaller cup. I don't know. I don't not like night. I don't not not like it. This surprises me. But you I normally like, don't I'm, like drinks with brown li- yeah, liquor. Yeah, I feel in it. that it. I feel a difference though in my tummy. Like I feel like this one is coating more so than the gin. It's just booze and water. <laughs> Whatever. I I feel like there's a marked difference between clear and brown alcohol. That's true. I agree. Yeah. So whatever, whatever the brown is, it. Do you like it? I don't not not. I don't not like it. I think it would be really nice on a hot day. Yeah. But I think then I'd be very hammered. Yeah. I think I think I'll like it a little bit better when the so there's an ice dome on it and it keeps touching me, and I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's when it's like really really hot. Like yeah. one, it's like super hot and humid during the Kentucky Derby. So I imagine that it probably is really nice, but then. It probably melts also quite quickly. Yes. yes. So you end up kind of just having like a constant old fashioned going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited. I like I like the drinks. The, I liked I liked the book in theory. It was good. But we operate in practice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so overall, it was it was in, an interesting read. It was outside of my comfort zone. <laughs> So much so that um, I'm going to share with you a little later. I I wrote a, a, a HGE song for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Well, speaking of songs, when you came over, you put on uh, some uh, some some of my, my redneck jams, <laughs> and I didn't realize you were just playing a playlist I had sent you a long time ago yeah. to teach you the ways of redneck jams. And uh, I was like, I have that CD in my car. Oh yeah, Sam was, was getting down, happy. and she's just like, "This is a great song." I'm like, "Girl, you mixed this." It was and it was song. it was very it was country I've never heard before. It was Glenn Campbell, Randy Travis, Dolly Parton. Uh, who else was in that? Oh, Alabama, uh, Dixieland Delight. Love that song. Anyway, yeah, it was good. It was it, good. It's pretty. I mean, like I like lots of kinds of music, but there is something about when the like fiddle break comes in Dixieland Delight <laughs> that I'm just like, and my ancestors are dancing to this. <laughs> like no 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 no. Uh, I also get that way about Foggy Mountain Breakdown. Oh, okay. And Foggy Mountain Breakdown. I'm not I'm not familiar with that jam. It's bluegrass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. So I do have a, a couple fun facts about yeah. this lady. So um, she developed her love of literature when she was um, a kid because she had uh, some kind of fever at the age of six that permitted her for... Uh, permitted. Prevented? Oh my gosh. We we're she's getting turned on Menchula, ladies and gentlemen. Basically, she couldn't go to school for six years because she had some crazy fever. And so she just read. And at age eleven, she wrote her first story and sold it to a magazine for um twelve dollars, which is a lot of money because she wrote this. This is her first novel in 1947. Mm-hmm. She's from Wisconsin, born and raised. I didn't know that. You're welcome. And her books are all over the place. Well, but and a lot of them are about racehorses. She's traveled in many places in her in her brain, and this this was a runner up for the Newbery Medal in 1947. So I will tell you, I'm just looking here at the other books by Marguerite Henry. Um, I have read Sea Star, Orphan of Chincoteague, uh, Brighty of the Grand Canyon, Justin Morgan Had a Horse, Black Gold, Stormy Misty's Full. I don't think I read Mu- maybe I did read Mustang, and I had a copy of Black Gold that's actually signed to her for my uncle wow signed by her for my uncle (laughs) and so i was a huge like i read the crap out of marguerite henry books basically everyone that the library had i horse girled out and read the crap out of them okay i mean and even ones that we just had it it honestly makes sense when i was reading the book i was like i smell sam like Okay, before we jump into the actual book, let's read the back of the book. All right. So nobody could capture the phantom. She was the wildest mare on Assateague. They said that she was like the wind, that the white map on her shoulders was her mark of freedom. Paul and Maureen Beebe had their hearts set on owning her. They were itching to buy and tame her and worked hard to earn the money she would cost. But the Roundup men had tried to capture her and for two years she had escaped them. Pony Pinning Day holds a surprise for everyone. For Paul not only brings in the Phantom, but her newborn colt as well. Can Paul and Maureen possibly earn enough to buy them both? Mm. A mystery. Uh, it's a little bit of a mystery. Two this, enterprising children. This did. There was a few moments that my heart got a little tugged in this story. <laughs> 
Sorry. Um, not that I'm completely emotionless. But, mm, yes. Mm, well, it was a horse. And so, no. uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a couple moments that just kind of like, I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. The story starts out very differently, though, because I didn't know anything about this book going into it. Yes. And I was not prepared for a pirate ship. And, oh, yeah. The and big intro. And like the fact I never thought that they would take horses, po- ponies, as they call them, across the sea. Well, I'd never thought about that in my life. Beth, they're not native to the new world. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is going to be so bad. I'm so sorry. I apologize in advance for my massive horse girl energy. I also have to admit to everybody, I'm not having the cocktails tonight. So this is just pure and sober excitement. Yeah, it's, it's another level. <laughs> Okay, I have to say though, so the story starts out, you're like, it's this just horrible storm at sea and it's setting the stage for these horses that are like been in the cargo bay forever and their hay is old and they're trying to get to Peru so they can like... Captain's kind of a jerk. He's not really... But I had a note and I was like... This is interesting because the first few pages gave me romance novel vibes. <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night. It was because he talks about he plucked nervously at his rusty black beard as if that would help him think. And then there's another time he's like cupping his hands to his mouth. He bellowed orders for whatever. I don't know what mood I was in reading this, but it was just like God. just just because it was like a pirate ship and it was in a storm. I bet it was this was, line that really got you going. The captain of the Santo Cristo strode the poop deck. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but I had this note that just said romance novel vibes. It is very romance novel. I, yeah. I would agree. Like it's a dark and stormy night. They don't know if they're going to make it. Uh, and she's very descriptive in the way yeah. she says things, but it stopped there. As soon as uh, there's as soon also as- horse romance, the stallion is like taking care of his mare. Yes. So there's horse romance. This so I just felt I just felt that this was an entryway, <laughs> an entry drug into the romance novel world for horse girls. Like honestly, if if she had been like ten years, maybe thirty years later, she would have written Twilight for horses. <laughs> <laughs> this would have been like he was a a, a thoroughbred and she was an Arabian. <laughs> Could they find love? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Those are two horse breeds, just for I, the record. I, I I do know that. Yes. I don't know much, but I do know those two breeds. Good job. Anywho, so the storm happens. Black Blackbeard is just rubbing <laughs> on himself and cupping his mouth and, you know, really worried about his getting his gold. And they end up like basically like crashing into something. I can't remember. Yeah. And like into a slow or something. Yeah, they and like then run into it. Not all the horses make it, but a lot of them make it. None of the people. None. Well, I thought that well, the captain went got up the first time. Yes, and I don't think he got up no, the second there was not, time. There's not another mention. Yeah, uh, and then the horses like it took them. I don't remember what their name. The name of the horse was that was like their horse leader. I don't. That think, was I think like it was just the stallion. Yeah, he was like leading them to the other the stallion shore. had Pied Piper had a name, but I think okay. the just the leader stallion boy did not have a name. Yes, and so they land on this this special island that is wild and nobody lives there. Untamed. It's untamed. And they just start to immediately adapt and make it their own. And it's it's literally like a little slice of paradise compared to where they were headed. So yeah. Otherwise they were going to be in the mines, right? They were going to yeah. be in these like mines in Peru. So things were not looking up for them, but then they, you know, they get out, they, they get onto this island of acetate and they're able to just like run free. And they're feral. They, they, they do, wild hearts can't be broken. They do not want to. <laughs> I, I know that's a horse girl movie. Okay. <laughs> I'm pulling out all my horse girl references tonight. Yeah. Um, the grass is sweet. And even yeah. in the winter, they can still eat. Yeah. Everything's pretty it's, nice. It's really nice. And they set it up really beautifully. And I don't know. I was like, this is, this is, this is cool. So I have a note in chapter two, because it's called the Island of the Wild Things. And all it just says is horse girl energy. It's just like, she's, the way she's describing the ponies and how they live is just so much horse love, which is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I think. Um, yep, 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 yep. That's yep, just yep. it. That's I it. think we might get to the essence of horse girl energy here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think there's like a wildness and a freeness, or like you know that, that there's nothing holding them back, and they can run around. I remember when we were kids, when I was <laughs> a little girl, uh, <laughs> in like about third grade, we would run around. 
and we would look up at the sky as we ran because it made you feel like you were sort of flying and we would pretend we were horses. Yeah. So, I wit- <laughs> so, so sorry. So I witnessed firsthand, there's always a horse girl at every school. Yeah. And so we had a horse girl and, and her name was Sammy. I'm just going to use your name because, you know. I am horse girl. Yeah. And I just will never forget, I was in sixth grade and I was sitting outside after lunch and Sammy was running around outside, you know, like the pony competitions they have, like the stick pony competitions. A stick horse. Yes, stick I ho- do. Yes. She didn't have a stick horse, but she was like, she was pretending to ride a stick horse and yes. she was neighing and billowing yes. in the like autumn morning of, of our recess or yep. whatever time. Yep. Totally she relatable. Was, she was galloping and gallanting and I had never seen anything like it. And I don't have very many memories from that time of my life. But Sammy in her her mouth air, like, you know, what is Making that Making nay sounds and Making nay sounds and, and running around <laughs> yeah. in sixth grade. And she's chasing someone and they were just, <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> I feel like maybe we shouldn't be doing this in middle school. <laughs> so I, I would like to. Okay. I would like to think that I grew out of that side of it by the time I hit about sixth, seventh grade. But like. There was definitely a lot of that when I was younger. So my siblings and I, we used to spend a lot of time out of my grandparents and my grandma made us stick horses out of socks and like buttons and stuff and a, and a broomstick. And we would like run around and we'd set up jumps and we'd like do that. And we, cause we also, though, we also did ride horses out there. We would, we, you know, had some ponies and I had a horse named Joe and you like, he was sort of an old gilding and it was, yeah, it was, we, we did a lot of that, but then also we would do these stick horse things. At one point I remember seeing, uh, <laughs> we did the stick horses a lot. We didn't do the one. Have you seen the video where the girls are running around on their oh, ha- all fours? Oh gosh. Yeah. That's, so, that's special. Too. I have an unnamed friend who somebody sent that video to the group of, uh, women I play Frisbee with and was like, ha 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 horse girl energy. And, uh, unnamed friend was like, I, I should do that. I, I <laughs> and like, that's we were already close, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we really did connect under like, you know, we, there are always two horse girls. I would say there's mm-hmm. always, there's always one they like, run in a pack yeah they or do a, they, a herd or whatever horses <laughs> do <is> a herd. <laughs> yeah they run in herds and um there's always two of them yeah I, yeah yes there's never i've never seen a solo horse girl yeah there's usually like a single bead girl like a girl who's really into beads oh yeah she's kind of she runs solo yeah but horse girl horse girls finds another yes. they're magnetic yes. and they find they each build other. community yeah okay uh i just had a flashback <laughs> and i think i i think i just realized the moment i was like realized i'm not a, a horse girl uh, I think I was in like sixth grade again in sixth grade, and my um my great uncle had some miniature ponies that they had gotten, and my little brother and I went out to their ranch. And I, if anybody knows me, you know I'm not a ranch girl. Okay, I'm just not. You know I don't I don't mind nature a little bit, but yeah. I don't like to be in nature. That's fair. I actually kind of agree with you there, though. I don't see a ranch as nature. Um, it's outside and there's animals. I don't know how much more nature there <laughs> could be. Anyway, <laughs> so they're trying to get us to ride the ponies, but the, we have to ride bareback. They don't have, they don't have any, you know, yes. whatever. And so like that first we started like trying to get on the pony from like a fence. Cause I'm short yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I was stubby and I couldn't just like whip a leg over this giant mini horse. Yeah. And anyway, so we have video. I'm going to see if I can find it because the giant mini. The, this giant mini horse I'm trying to get on. And so my uncle starts oh, trying to hoist, hoist my back end up <laughs> fully. That's always so hard. Fully pogo sticks. Yeah. Me. <laughs> and I am then goosed up the gander. <laughs> shoved on this horse i get on for two seconds it takes two steps i just roll off and i was like i'm good i'm great i don't need to be part of this do do you want to hear um so uh my my horse girl partner uh was definitely my sister my Mm -hmm. sister was also into horses and i think not as much as i was but we were both into horses and so we we, a lot of times we when we'd ride when we were kids we'd ride together and so you know i was older so normally i'd be in the front unless she like screamed at me enough and then i'd go in the back uh but she i was riding in the front this time and we were riding on bucky who was like a little shetland pony and he we were riding through this like fallow field and he just stopped he like stopped moving altogether. And I was like kicking him and was like, come on, Bucky, let's go, let's go. We 
I think, well, we know he had stopped to pee. Oh. And Casey, my sister, decided to check if that had, was what was happening and was oh. looking over, 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 and then eventually just bloop, plopped oh. right off of him. <laughs> like, that's awful. Not into the pee or anything. Okay, just that's like, good. Just I, onto the I ground. I think she falls down and she's getting a no. uh, fire hydrant of... No, of no, she just like fell into the dirt. Okay. And then we had to get her back <sighs> on. But it was the same problem. We were both very short uh, and we're not like... We're pretty stubby as well. I mean, yeah. I think you and I are about the same height. Um, I am significantly taller, aka oh, slightly <laughs> shorter. <laughs> but like there is an art to getting somebody oh, else yeah. onto a horse because if you just push them over, they will go straight over. Yeah. So like my brother and sister and I were all pretty like decent at it because we all had to help each other. Yeah. My grandma is shorter than I am. And she always had a horse tank like turned over that she'd go climb on oh. and then go climb on her big mare. So oh. <laughs> Well, two people that love horses in this book is uh, a little brother-sister duo. Sibling sibling horse love. It it's, happens. Uh, Paul horse boy. and uh, Maureen. Maureen. And they are, they have, they love horses. They do. They're, they're Papa. What do they call him? I can't Grandpa. Oh. I think they just call him Grandpa. Yeah. I just feel like he was a, should have been a Papa. Yeah. Um, he had an adorable accent. Yeah. He, he was a feisty old man too. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we have this whole beautiful setup of these horses that escape this, this ship bound for the coal mines and they become feral on their own island and they live there in peace for years and they talk about how people come and they build houses and they come and go and um, eventually everybody just goes and leaves them be but now we're in the modern times and we're all about capitalism and so well and conservation because they said that at one like the um the ponies are protected so i yes. full, full disclosure i have been here okay yeah we can talk about that later. Very excited. <laughs> no, I've been yeah. here. Like when we were kids, I wanted we went to DC and with a, as a family trip, and that was like one of the things I was like, we need to go to Chincoteague because I want to see the ponies. And so we did go to Chincoteague. They're like real. I saw yeah, a picture of them. They are real ponies in, in water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, we took a boat tour around the island of Assateague. Yeah, That's I get. I get boat sick. I get oh. motion sick. But I did not care. Because you're like, I got to see them horses. And I was like, yeah, horses. But yeah, we went and saw them. And it was like one of the coolest things that I had done up to that age. And because I was into politics and horses. So like DC and Chink. I was also a nerd. Uh, <laughs> DC and Chinkatik Island were like <laughs> the bomb diggity. It was like the tits. I was like eighth grade me was like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that so much. You're like, oh, I get to see the Constitution in a horse. <laughs> yeah. That was <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, you yeah, were there. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, but like, the, so the, the island itself that only can support, I mean, it, 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 can, yeah. it only can support so many, right? So some of it is they pull, they basically call the herd yeah. to like do some conservation. I, I didn't remember that part of the story. I just was sad later on. Anyway, <laughs> so the kids, the kids have are visiting the island with their grandpa and the, the the brother and sister. They're like on the beach and they're finding stuff and they think they find a bone and all this stuff. But then they they find this wild pack of horses and there's this infamous horse that nobody can catch that everybody wants, Phantom. Phantom. And they see it and they have like a little encounter and they get very excited because this little what do they call it the roundup? I don't know. Oh, the pony the um. Whatever they called? do the for the conservation, yeah. So they, they, whenever they grab some of those horses to thin out the herd, it's coming and they've decided they're going to try and get Phantom. Yep. And they know it's going to cost about $100, which is a lot of money in 1947. Yes. I actually uh, wrote this down. $100 in 1947 is about $1,300 now. Wow. That's so a lot. So it is quite a bit of yeah. money. Um, and and they, they hustled for it. They worked really hard for a long time. They were selling stuff. I just can't imagine saving up $1,300 as a like little kid, eight year old. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of impressive. So it comes, the, the penning day comes, and um, basically, Phantom has escaped everyone for two, two years. And then Paul, doesn't Paul catch it? In a well, weird so way, I can't remember. this is the first year that Paul... Paul thinks the reason... So they, they, they hustle, they earn all this money, and Paul is actually on the roundup. Yeah. Right? So he... This is like his plan. He's like, I'm going to get it. And everybody keeps... You know, he finally tells grandpa, this is what's our plan. We're going to get the phantom. And grandpa's like, maybe you just don't get bucked off your horse and listen to your <laughs> boss. Like, maybe you just take some orders. Yeah, like, and then he's like, no, 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 I'm going to get the phantom. And grandpa's like, listen to the freaking boss. Yeah. And, and so he goes off and and he's on the roundup day and so yeah they the they uh are rounding all the horses up and then uh at one 
darts off. Yeah. And uh, basically Paul gives chase and realizes it's not one horse, but it's actually two horses. And one is Phantom. And the second one is Phantom's baby. little little baby. Misty. Misty. Or who will the be the one? Yeah. So they're super excited. Yep. Yeah. And he's pumped. This is where it got a little like muddled for me mm-hmm. because it's like everybody, he was talking all this game. Yeah. And everybody knew they wanted this stupid horse. Yep. It's a small community. And well, no, they had kept it secret. So oh, because okay. they hadn't told very many people they had told. I thought that they told grandpa. I they, thought they mentioned something to the fire chief. They had not. They were going to tell the fire chief. This oh, is this is where okay. the issue. So they had kind of kept it secret because they didn't want somebody else to go in and like buy her before yeah. they had the chance and before they knew how much money they had. So they kind of like were being goobers about it and were being a bit secret. But I was super annoyed because I'm like, I feel like if you catch it, you should be able to have first dibs. And yeah. that's not how it worked. No, that's, yeah, that's just not how. Otherwise, like all those guys just constantly have horses. But also the other thing is like, it's a community effort, right? The, yeah. There's the roundup, but then the boat people also do like, cause they have two classes of people on chicken dig, right? <laughs> you have like the horse people. That's what, that's what like grandpa says. You got the horse people and you got the boat people. And then the boat people help, you know, basically funnel them through the channel. Mm-hmm. Boat people are a different class of people. Especially I think mid Atlantic. Oh, I, oh yeah, I would assume so. Like here, boat people is a little different, I'm guessing. Yeah, here it's like a dude who has a boat with too big a speaker that's like rolling down the Columbia. Yeah. And like occasionally goes salmon fishing. Yeah. But I th- there, I think. I think it's more. It's like fishermen. Th- mm-hmm. And people with accents that aren't the same as the mainland next to them. Yeah. Like Gullah Gullah Island. Okay. What? <laughs> you didn't ever watch Gullah? I'm, I'm significantly older than you. Although I <laughs> no. probably saw what I was babysitting. Okay. So I have to say, the, my, my obsession with Gullah Gullah Island. I, okay. Again, this is, this is just the episode of Sam's stupid obsessions. I am fascinated by islands and isolated people. And so the oh. fact that like, you have a whole community that's not very far, uh, like able to, you know, basically develop their own, like ap- their own accent and their own language and their own dialect just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I think it's super cool. So I always thought that was super fascinating. So like my obsession with Gullah Gullah Island was like, why is there this island that has this yellow frog on it in this like Nickelodeon cartoon? And then I was later, I was like, why do they have different accents? <laughs> and that turns out it's because like they were kind of isolated for a long time. I just mm. love the way your brain works. <laughs> like I literally don't think about anything. Well, <laughs> you don't ever like see an island and be like, where do they go to school? They can't have, who do you go to prom with? There's 10 of them. You can't just go with 10 people to prom. I mean, you can, but that's just a party. That's just a that's study hall okay, with I- a dress. This is so fascinating now. <laughs> like, so I fascinating. don't know how it works. Or like, how do they get educations? And how do how do like people grow up on I those islands? I do have to say, my grandparents had National Geographic growing up. Yes. And I remember reading about, and you know, you would see like different community groups. And I thought that was very interesting to see mm-hmm. how differently people live. I love the stories of that one group that's like very untouched. And if you go near them, they try to like- Oh, Sentinel Island. Yeah. Yes. And they're still protected. Yeah. Because yeah. they keep trying to, well, because- Well, people will keep going yeah, there. Yeah, Dingus is- the plural of dingus I've established this last month is dingai. Oh, the okay. Many dingai have <laughs> gone there with like the goals to convert them and give them diseases. I yeah. don't know. One guy tried to go during COVID. What a donkey. Oh my gosh. It's just so freaking selfish. Do you know, do you know about the people of like Tristan de, de Cuna? No, I don't, Sam. Enlighten me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one podcast, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, damn, I need a podcast about isolated people on islands. Uh, Extremities podcast, super fascinating. Uh, it's the guy who does Windover Productions on YouTube, actually. But he had a podcast called Extremities. And it's just, they literally just focus on islands, very isolated islands. They do Svalbard. They do one in the Pacific. Yeah. Anyway, Tristan Acuna, dream. I really want to go there just because I want to be so isolated. I don't know. And they they all have like, they were settled by, um, they were settled, I think mostly by a shipwreck. Or I might be thinking the, I'm thinking the guys that were settled, the island that's in the South Pacific that was settled by the the mutiny on the bounty, bounty people. But the, the people that settled in Tristan de Kuna, they have a super incredibly high uh, instance of asthma, like hmm. like six times the normal population because they're all basically descended from like 30 people. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah. 
The people with just Nakuna have asthma. Jeez Louise. Sorry. Amazing. You're editing and this is going to be so fun. <laughs> I'm leaving everything in no. so people know the fullness of who you are and how amazing it is. Uh, so... Okay. And I, okay. I have to, let me just tell the truth. Yeah. So when I started reading this book, I was having a little bit of trouble just I know. getting through. I don't know why, but I found it on audiobook. So I listened. How was the audiobook? It was really good. Uh, however, I missed a few things because I technically may have been at work while listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> and I may have gotten uh, uh, slightly distracted by no an email worries, or by two. actual work. Well, so, so we can continue. They, they. So I just remember that, like you know, the the they have a they have a thing where people get to go by the horses. Yes. But before that happens, I think there was a storm, and like Grandpa covered up the Phantom and her 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 and Misty and. At the same time, Paul had gone out to look for them and make sure they were okay. Yes. He got trapped out in the storm. Yes. And then he, they ended up finding him the next day with Misty sleeping on him and the Phantom just being totally chill. Yeah. Despite having been kind of a jerk like uh, 24 hours before. Yeah. And because of that, Paul was so tired, he didn't go to the actual go by Marine win. Yes. And then so she, because they hadn't clarified it, I think there was also a horse race in here at one point too. And there was a horse raffle. Too. Yes, there was yes. a raffle for the for the little brown sorrel. Yes, uh, little brown sorrel colt. But uh, so Maureen goes and she puts her little sail rope, her little claimy rope, on Misty and Phantom. And the fire chief comes up and says, "I'm sorry, that horse has already been claimed. He came about an hour ago and he mm -hmm. bought it." And so she is just devastated. This is a heartstring moment for me. That was got me. She is so sad. So sad. And like, I just felt like she felt like a failure. Yes. 100%. And, and then the fire chief was such a jerk because he's just like, if you guys would have just let me know. Well, which I, is I think fair. he was being kind and was like, you should have just told us, which is kind of like, this is a very kid logic thing. Yes. We've talked about this in other <laughs> other, other kid episodes. Logic. Kid logic is wild. Yeah. You're like, well, but if somebody knows, then they're going to grab it because yeah. like somebody once took my crayon, you know, like yeah. it's. It, that's like kid logic and and she blames herself too she's like mm -hmm. if i had come an hour earlier if i had only if i had only but she you know there yeah. was no way to know so she's devastated she goes home she tells paul and he's just distraught yeah completely sad they're like well maybe there's another horse and then they're both like no. you know charlie brown theme song like do do <laughs> like well, there is no other horse and then they were just like well what are we gonna do this money like well we're gonna grab buy grandma and grandpa a toaster and then we're gonna save for college <laughs> which i wrote <laughs> that was so sweet i thought it was super cute it was so like i wrote what a sensible idea <laughs> i was like well you know Oh, the the uh oh the line that got me, I wrote savage on it, was that Maureen, when she's very sad and the fire chief has told her, like, I'm sorry, that you know, and she she says, Maureen raised her eyes to Tom. Then she smiled at him through her tears. She felt sorry for Tom. Guess he never really wanted anything, she thought, as she slowly <laughs> walked away to untie watch eyes. Oh, She's like, also, too, I guess you've never wanted anything in your <laughs> life because your life sucks and then pieces out. And just, I'm sorry, like, there's nothing like making a kid cry. Yeah. So, you know, that guy's heart and, it, you know, not to be stereotypical gender, whatever, but for a grown man to make a, a little girl cry. Yeah. Ee. We should talk about gender in this book what a little bit. Oh, uh, there are dicks to Marine. Marine. Gets the ho gets the short end of every oh, stick. Oh yeah! In literal stick wishbone pulling contest, yeah. she gets the short end every time. Yeah, it's such yeah. shenanigans. We'll, we'll, we'll okay, come back we'll to come it. Back we'll come back. Back. So um, they're super sad. They're super sad. They uh, the next thing I remember, they like go to town. Well, they go so they go to the lunch, and everybody's sad. Even Grandpa's sad, right? Yeah. But even Grandpa is like actually pretty bummed out about it. But then, yep, you're right. They go to town. And they're looking at a store and some guy's like, hey, kids, do you know who the fire chief is? Do you know where my horse is? Yeah. I it, won a <laughs> horse. <laughs> so this guy pulls up and is talking to them and yeah. come to find out like he's the guy that bought Phantom and Misty. And then surprise, surprise, his son won the pony. The little cold. raffle, Which is what they perfect. really wanted. Right. So yeah. the the. the Family didn't really want to take care of the mare because they were like, oh, Phantom seems like a lot. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously you need to have the, you know, the colt with the mom. But, uh, you know, that seems like a lot. And mm -hmm. so but they're like, but we'll do it because the kid wants the pony so bad. 
And then they got this other pony and they were like, that's actually a better fit. And so the fire chief does actually do them he a does, solid. He does them right, yeah. And he says, well, if you if you know, you, there's mm-hmm. another kid over there that wants it. And I think they even end up paying less money. They I had saved so, yeah. up $100. And I think they only end up paying $50 yeah. for both of the horses. Yeah. The fire chief, too, there are some some wisdom in there. Because there's a point where they're, they take Phantom and getting ready to take Phantom and Misty home. And there's some concern of like, oh, we're going to get the colt a bottle and blah, blah, blah. And, then, and the fire chief is basically like, you, you know, the... The, the mom knows when to kick the colt off. Yeah, it's when they see all the tiny, all, all the horses that, all the little uh, colts that have been weaned. Yeah. And they're all in the pen and they're all like, you know, if you've ever weaned. <laughs> I have never weaned anything. Sam, please enlighten me on weaning a freaking colt. I've weaned dogs. I've weaned horses. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't, I don't did you? I mean, you knew this. You knew this, right? This is not I a surprise. I didn't know that it went to this extent. Okay, <laughs> this is all. This is all a lot. I'm really excited for this song. Um, so they, when you wean, there's a lot of commotion. Like the, if you're doing it, you know, before the mayor kicks the, out, you know, the mayor is like getting upset and the colt's mm-hmm. upset and there's a lot of rocking back and forth but the colt actually forgets quite quickly mm-hmm. like unless and usually the way my grandparents would do it is they would move um the mares out to like a pretty far they usually like ran horses on lots of different tracks because that's how you keep your ag taxes in colorado is oh, you okay. allow somebody to run land run horses okay uh, there we go then you get to pay lower taxes so they would run horses on other people's land and so usually they would like try to get them out of there so that the that the babies couldn't hear and that the moms couldn't hear the babies and then couldn't get so distraught and it was sort of a, a quicker way or to like you know, then it w- they would get less distraught. But yeah, they're they're making a lot of noise, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of rustling, and they're they're sort of you know everywhere, and uh, so it can be, I can see how that would be like very upsetting if yeah. you had no idea. But yeah. the you know the per the fire chief says you know same thing. Yeah, well, if you've ever seen the mom do it, it's really awful because the mom's like kicking the baby away, mm-hmm. and this is just like we just n- nip it in the bud. You know that was the way that it was done when I was a kid. Okay, so my next memory of this book is that everybody's very excited because Phantom might give the fastest horse in the county a run for its money this year. Yeah. The year before, they like watched that horse just shellac everybody. Like none of the like local, and it's not even a local horse. Mm -hmm. It's like some big shot mainland horse that's not even from Chincoteague. And they come in every year and then like wreck the pony pinning day and then just peace out. Yes. And so the people of Chincoteague are like amped. They're very excited because Phantom is like local girl, like local uh, quarterback. Yes. And prior to that, because the kids were, I don't want to say breaking it. I don't know what the right term is, but they were, oh, look at me. Horse girl adjacent. Uh, (laughs) But they were like, and they had lots of questions because the, the horse wouldn't take a bridle. Like it wouldn't really be fully horsed out yeah it wasn't like broken in the traditional yeah. sense of but like it, yeah but they, it was take a bit yeah okay that's what it is um the thing in its mouth the metal thing is a yeah bit. okay what's a bridle that's the the, the, head piece. the headpiece okay yeah. anyway there are multiple kinds there's also oh, a hackamore gosh. which is a special kind that has no bit also but it uses the nose anyway oh. the nose you know what the the reason why i know anything okay this please don't take this the wrong way but there was a minute that I was not interested in, but I um, somehow got down a rabbit hole about people that like to be ridden like horses, pony play, <laughs> and like seeing some people with bits and stuff and being like, well, what is this about? And so Have you, there's like the Noel and Cody video online. No. Oh, it's such bro humor, but it's them, these two guys reacting to the video about pony play on YouTube so good it's so bad I'm, it's so good they also react to girl defined oh, oh i will i will send yeah, it your yeah. way but yeah that's, yeah i'm pretty sure i saw a pony play on like a hbo real sex 15 and yes, you know i think that's the video okay, that, yeah you can okay. watch that for free on oh, youtube well i know what i'm doing tonight <laughs> it's so it's different wild. it's just different yeah i think that's okay i'm not gonna say all okay not not all horse girls and horse boys turn into pony play people. No. But I imagine that the pony play people were definitely... It's it, There's an overlap, yeah. but it's not a... Not it's a, not the, the exact Venn diagram or whatever. It's not the same circle. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. 
So (laughs) definitely. Okay. So (laughs) they're going to race the Marine and Paul start beefing because, Mm -hmm. and grandpa and grandpa can't figure it out. And then they realize, Oh, it's because they both want to ride the horse. Grandpa's like, let me get my wishing stick or whatever. He called it. It's like a wishbone from one of the dead turkeys that grandma made. And so they pull (laughs) Marine, of course, well, shafted. boys are better. Uh, duh. <laughs> I was saying that with my friend Lisa because her mom is sort of old school. And we always joke about it with, with respect to, you know, sort of there's an old school, even a book written by a woman. Yeah. Uh, and in 1940s. In 1940s is that yeah. boys are better. Yeah. And like, that's not necessarily true. There are many female jockeys. Yeah. They are lighter in general. They are well. smaller. I went to the rodeo uh, last year, and the coolest the, thing was the barrel racing and the way oh those people controlled God. those horses. That's what my grandma did back yeah. in the day. Oh, that's so hard. It's so hard, and it's freaking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And that anyway. was what I wanted to do when I was a kid so bad. I wanted to be a barrel racer. That, I think that's like the highlight of like a lot of horse girl, especially if you do Western riding, yeah. not English. That's like... Yeah, the cr- that's the primo of what you do as like a lady is to be like a barrel racer queen. That's like so I unique. do know that if I was into horses, I'd be an English writer. That's fair. I always wanted to because I wanted to jump. Oh, I just want the outfit. The, the outfit is pretty lit. Yeah, I will say we did try to jump once in a Western saddle and that just ends up with the horn in your gut. OK, yeah. It no, thank you. So bad. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I always thought jumping was like the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was barrel racing. Jun- I think jumping was like the neatest thing. And because you could watch it in the Olympics. It yeah. was just cool. So the big day comes. Yep. People are kind of nice to Maureen because they realize she wanted to be in it yeah. and she couldn't like. It's okay. You're just a girl, you know. Just the weaker one. Just so, boys are better. Um, just boys are better. <laughs> boys are better. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so the race happens, and Phantom starts off slow. Yeah, she, she, you know, she's a grower, not a sh- no a shower. Is that yes, right? I don't know, but it sounds okay. <laughs> and she kind of doesn't hit it right away but then she figures out her flow and she's just happy running yeah. she's not running a race she's just she living her best life even like other than maybe like running in a herd she doesn't even know that yeah. like she is in this race with these other horses yes. she's just living living large and she wins yeah town is very happy yep. because those outsiders yeah suck it outsiders take the l and uh <laughs> our girl phantom takes the w get uh, out of here and if Paul has this, everybody has this really nice moment of elation and excitement. And yep. um, I, I forgot in the, in the background, like they've bonded with her pony. Is that what they call it? Not a fowl. What do they call a baby? The fowl? That's a, that's poultry. Leave me alone. <laughs> a foal. <laughs> a foal. Thank you. Foal. <laughs> Somebody here's had half a cocktail. So. A <laughs> uh, foal um, or a filly because yes, it's a girl. A, yeah, a they, boy is a colt. Though when we were kids, we basically called everything a colt. Okay. Well, Miss Misty has is bonded with the kids for yes. sure. And so anyway, everybody's happy, blah, blah, blah. The next day, Phantom, something happens. Yeah. She starts. There's like a. They had, they had up to this point, they had noticed like. She was very happy during the race, but there was like a level of like wistfulness. Like she would stand at the edge and like smell the air. And she probably (laughs) did that thing with like her teeth where she like did the thing that horses do. Yeah. Like smell the air. And then, you know, she would just like kind of look off longingly into the into the breeze towards acetate and and her her stallion comes looking for her which he wasn't a very good partner to begin with like no but <laughs> but he got a taste of something he liked yeah he, he was her. like get back here <laughs> and 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 she it, goes and she goes like paul had the opportunity to hold try and hold her back but he didn't he, he knows just, he let her go he had noted that that and and i think they at one point hurt him and maybe it is right after but him and grandpa talk about it right that like she didn't she did not belong to Chinkatee. Like Phantom was of Assateague. Yes. But Misty mi- was like, domestic- put your human hands right on me. <laughs> domestic AF. Mm-hmm. Like she's very much a domesticated pony. Like sometimes, there, you know, like when we were kids, it was sometimes you would get like a mare that was not like the greatest or mm-hmm. wasn't super friendly, but like the colt would be super chill. And hmm. so you'd spend all summer just like playing around and 
that was always like our deal is we'd halter break halter break so like there's a there's a point at the beginning of the book where the kids make an agreement that they can halter break Mm -hmm. uh, and they'll get a little bit of the money and that was kind of how like we did it in my family it was like my we would uh, help halter break the horses what's a halter oh uh so not the bridle that's for riding but when you uh just want to walk around it's sort of like a collar Okay. For a dog or it's a like cat. like you're just holding the little leash and like leading them. That's a lead rope. But the halter is the thing that goes on their face. <sighs> okay. That it connects to. Okay. Oh, so you have to break them to get used to the headgear. Yes. And then once they're good, used to And you, you like get it. them used to like having a brush, you know, getting brushed. Oh, yeah. And you have them used to like picking up their feet because you need to clean out their hooves. Gosh, and- I love hoof cleaning videos. Every <laughs> once in a while, I just get on it. <laughs> A TikTok tangent. How have I not? I've not seen this. I think. Oh, it's fat. Like there's like whole TikTok. It's kind of gross though. I don't love it. Is, cleaning it is very it out. satisfying when they get it all clean, especially oh, yeah. the horses when they are like their toes are really overgrown and oh, they go from being yeah. like not be able to stand up that on makes it. Me, and then I up. can't watch those because it makes me so sad. I remember like. So when I was a kid, I would read Western Horsemen. I tried to find you an issue of Western Horsemen, but I could not find it at the grocery store. <laughs> I should have gone to Barnes and Noble. Um, anyway, they like would every so often feature like one of these like really sad or, or the fence posts, which was like the sort of a Colorado, Nebraska, Kansas, Wyoming, like local ag news. They'd always have a story about somebody who was like basically a hoarder. Or like oh, didn't yeah. take care, and they always—that was like the one thing you'd always see is like they'd have the overgrown hooves, hooves yeah. And it just broke my heart every time. So like I can't watch them when they're overgrown like that because it's like they I have plenty know. that are not though. Yeah, and that's fun. And seeing how horseshoes go on, like I had to—I watched a horseshoeing video. The next horseshoes are wild. Wild, that's super cool to watch. Farriers. I, I had to call my horse. Well, my I have a friend that is very root and tootin'. Yeah, and she like has a ranch and stuff. So I yeah. had to call her, and I was like, "Girl," because I don't. I know people are like, just Google it. I like to talk to humans sometimes that are no, subject no. matter experts. So I was like, how does that not hurt their freaking paws? And then we had a big, com- I know they don't pause, they have hooves and it's like a fingernail, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But we had a whole conversation and it was really good. Well, and it hurts worse if they're like constantly scraping them off, you know, it'd be like you scraping your feet. If you have to walk in a place where like, you know, on concrete or something, it's better. It's like extra, it's like putting on shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like putting on shoes. Hence the name. Yeah. Horseshoes. <laughs> but, but anyways, yeah, no, there's but- a whole culture of, of horse cleaning. And and I need to tell you this. Okay. This is the only thing I will get horse girl <laughs> excited about. This is the one grain of, and I won't say a grain, but the molecule in me that is horse girl is I love watching de-shedding horses. Oh, when they have Very the curry combs? I don't know what it is, but it looks like a, yeah, it looks the like round. a grain. Yes. Yeah. And it's a curry comb. And then they also use a weird squeegee. It was, and I was just like, it is so satisfying to see all of that like growth come off. I'm like, I'm here for it. When they, in the spring, when they like shed their winter fur. Yeah. I didn't realize they got so furry. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of ways to horse, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was, so that was always a big deal. Cause like the national, <laughs> God damn it. I feel like I'm like outing myself so hard right now. So the national Western stock show is usually at the end of January in Colorado. <laughs> and so the horses are a little furry, but if you want to like compete or you want to sell your horse, a lot of times they'll actually like trim them down. They'll like shave them oh. and get the winter hair off. But a lot yeah. of those, especially if they're like the fancy competitive ones, those they're in like heated barns and stuff, but it's, you always have to keep them warm. I just remember like, do you remember in like the 90s or early 2000s when like people started using horse and mane hair, like horse shampoo in their hair? That was like a thing. Sometimes you don't quit. (laughs) I don't use it now, but I did use it. Sometimes it wasn't just the 90s. I just remember being in like a a Cosmo or something at some point, like try it out for thicker thicker hair. Yeah, we had good. I totally used mane and tail growing up. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) And every so often I see it, I'm like, Maybe I should like revisit that. <laughs> no, we uh, so you did used to have horse girl hair. I did have really long hair. It, yeah, and I don't mean because it was long. It was just like that aesthetic of like long flowy hair, yeah. big with, long braid, big bra- the braid. Yeah. yeah, I do miss a braid on you. Yeah, that used to be like kind of the OG I, when I was reading Western Horseman when I was a kid. It was like late nineties, early two thousands. That was the tits, mm-hmm. like that aesthetic of mm-hmm. like your tucked in shirt, your pleated khaki pant. It was that or the jeans that were like a little too long. So they had to stack them like a little bit scrunchied. 
it, <laughs> it was like a very cool look and there was always like a cruel girl shirt that was like the brand i think it's cruel girl is still a thing but it was like cruel girl brand shirt or wrangler shirt and then your belt with like montana silversmith buckling on it i had it all man when i was like I didn't like I didn't actually I had a couple pieces that was I remember a big deal when I got a really nice belt and I got a breast collar for my horse which mm-hmm. it was like the the piece that keeps your saddle from slipping back it goes across their front and I had one with like silver pieces in it and it was like wow. very fancy that's, that's it was awesome. way too fancy for what I was doing it was like the only thing I had that was very very like it's fancy. just again it's like a whole nother culture oh it really yeah. is it's like a whole nother thing yeah, it, it's uh, it's not, a, I will say, I think not unlike things like triathlon or biking where it's very much like a gear sport where mm-hmm. you have a fancy horse and you take care of your fancy horse and your fancy barn and your fancy. And so there, there is like a certain attraction. And there's also, I think one thing about it is that there's like levels. And mm-hmm. I, now I say this as somebody who's like only experienced it as a kid. I, I didn't ever go show. My grandparents sold paint horses. My grandma back in the day was a trainer for for race horses. They did quarter horses. And then when I was a kid, they had paint horses um, and just sold them for like leaders. Some of them did some racing, but most of them were just like four horses just to like have or for breeding, for breeding paint horses. And, uh, yeah, I learned a lot about that too. <laughs> uh, but you know, they they um, they they were sort of at the low end level, not the lowest, not like the mm-hmm. cheapest, cheapest level, but they were like lower class as far as like horse people went. They were mm-hmm. like just breeders, and and they would sell their horses at the stock show, and that was that was basically it. They weren't like. Occasionally, some went on to like race in the Colorado Fair Circuit, mm-hmm. but that was about it at the point that I was there. But there are some people that, and like the, the thoroughbreds, the like oh, yeah. thoroughbreds. Like it's a whole, again, it's a whole so nother world. Much money. And a lot of big money. Yeah. Yeah. Horses are expensive. Even if you're a poor person with a horse, horses yeah. can be expensive. Yeah. And they're finicky. Like all of a sudden, like your horse is fine one day and the next day its stomach turns over and you have to bury it in your backyard. Like it's just. Is that not? <laughs> did that? I'm sorry. I did. I is you that, can't legally bury them in your backyard in the state of Colorado. <laughs> I think in in Washington, can you? I don't, I don't know. know. I never looked. What them do up you do here. with a horse? You call, there's like a person who removes them. <laughs> but we should end on a happier note. Horses are so fun. I want to go riding, but I'm so scared to ride and be. I don't want to be that lady that was like, I used to ride, and then I mean, sucks. We know so some much people with horses. So, uh, <laughs> so I went riding with someone a couple of years ago, a few years ago. Yeah. And first of all, I don't, I didn't know what I was doing. Cause I, I'm not a horse person. I think I've ridden a horse three times in my life. One time at, you know, with my campfire girl troop and it was like a trail horse. So it just waddled down a trail. Yeah. 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 It, it was very simple. The other time was with my friend who, who had horses and it was terrifying cause she was so tall and <laughs> not the person, the horse. And it was just like, this is awful. And we were on a road. I'm like, it felt so wrong to ride a horse on the road, but whatever. We were in Kentucky <laughs> or we were in, we were That's in Finley. That's like the like, most reasonable thing I've seen on a road in Kentucky would just be a horse. Yes. Yes. I've been chased by dogs in Kentucky. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, and then like, then the last time was with a coworker who has horses. And so I went to go ride. I don't have boots or anything. And then the place we were going, like, they were like, you have to have boots. So I'm like, try to shove my my girthy calf into these very small boots. Yes. And so the boots are scrunched yeah. around my ankles. So I'm like, well, this is This is awkward. a problem in my family because all the women have big calves. Ugh. And everybody really struggled. My grandma mostly just rode in tennis shoes. Mm. And then I was holding the thing and I guess I wrapped the the rope around my hand. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Sam's giving me the death look. I don't know. And so then my, if they take off. I wasn't thinking about it. The <laughs> rope was too long. <laughs> so and so then like the my coworker casually un, unbound yeah. my hand so I didn't get my arm ripped off. And then I had to get on the horse, but I had to get on a platform to then sit on the horse. And I was honestly I was like TMI, but like I was like raging period. Oh. And the last thing I wanted to be was on a freaking horse. Yeah. And so I'm sitting on the horse feeling awful yeah I and i'm like that. this thing is 
and it's I'm so short. Yeah. And it's so it was so tall. I was like, this is awful. And if this this thing takes off, I'm dead. And I was like, get me off this horse. I lasted for maybe maybe two minutes. And I was like, I'm good. Thank you. Did Thank they you. Did, did you have to like saddle them up and stuff? Or they did all of they that. Did all of it? But I did feed the horse some carrots. And then I got not scolded, but reminded maybe not to totally cut my hands. So no, because the horse because then they can bite you. Yeah, Sam. Again, I know, I know. I'm like, I, of course. No. Don't you know? Nobody tells me that anything. The horse can bite your little. F- no, you got to keep them flat. I found that out, but it's I just feel like, like your coworker. Actually, I think we could we could maybe I, be maybe okay. Maybe I wasn't set up for 100 percent success <laughs> because, like, I was a complete novice and just like no. it's just like a big dog, and it's like not. It can literally kill you. But so. like, if you don't know those things, like those were all things that was like constantly things I was told as a kid. Yeah. You know, like. I mean, I don't feel bad about it. I mean, in hindsight, I'm glad my arm didn't get ripped off, but whatever. It was fun. You didn't spend a lot of your summers just sitting on a fence next to your horse. So, which I did. I wasn't even riding (laughs) the horse. I was just sitting there next to him being like, I love you, Joe. You're so pretty. (laughs) The same way I talk to my cat. (laughs) Ah, Very nice. So... That was kind of the end of the story. Like they just yeah. Phantom runs off. Misty's happy with the kids. And then they're like, and then 15 more books came out. Yeah. I was going to say it sets up for like the next one, which is, you know, obviously about Misty and her life growing up. And, you know, they, they do a lot of racing and stuff. So, yeah, it, I don't know. It was good. Like, did, did it hold up from your childhood? I was so nervous that it wasn't going to. And I, I have to say, the only thing I really didn't like was Paul was such a little turd bag to Marine half the time. Yeah. He was such a little dick. Like, I just, there were several spots where I was like, Paul's a dick. I um, mean, siblings too, though. Yeah, but like, he was, he he was like, quit acting like a girl Marine. Yeah, and there's some definitely some sexism. It's, it's, there's like a boys are better level of like him just being kind of like, beaten up on his little sister because he can get away with it. Nobody's going to like stop him. Yeah. So, and, or, and there was some stuff where it was like the men gather the horses and the women folk make us lunch, which is it. When I was like growing up, my grandma did make lunch because if my pops made lunch, that would have been bad for everybody involved. But like, she also did a lot of the, you know, that's the thing is sometimes that about it is like, my, my my grandma will be the first would have been the first to be like oh boys are better boys are stronger my grandma was like a total badass back yeah. in her day and like she trained racehorses she was a trainer yeah marine also is a trainer she yeah. trains the horse so sometimes i think that like when they get all weird and gendered you're like marines you don't have time I, for that crap on the farm i think sometimes. too though too like i think that had this book being written Two years ago. Yes. All of that wouldn't be in there. No, I think it is probably it's just, just it's, dated. It's, it's very dated. That's the only part that didn't hold up to me. Yeah. I, every other part I was like, oh, this is such a cool story. Yeah, it's really wholesome. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it. I think I would give it um, two bits and a bridle. No. <laughs> no, it was really good. I liked it. Yeah. I, I would rec- I would have a kid read it. And especially if they had any interest in horses, I would be like, you know what? It'd be a great book for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's 100%. Yeah. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 bottles of glittery hoof polish, mm. <laughs> which does <sighs> exist. I know. You showed me a picture of you painting your <laughs> your foals, not your foal. What no, is it they had, I just showed you the bottle. Yeah. Yes. Know, I, had a, I had a bottle of it. It was yeah. it's nail polish. It's good. For it's good. Well, I want to share my song with you. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. So I don't remember the tune, but basically what had happened, what had happened is this. I was all engrossed in this book at work and it, it, the audiobook is surprisingly short. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a short, a short book. And that night I got home and I didn't have any song. I didn't have music on. I always have to have something on <laughs> or this is what happens. And so I just started singing a song in my kitchen while I was making my cat's dinner, which that says a lot about me. And I can't, hey, girl. <laughs> I can't remember the melody, but I was like, I kept saying it and I'm like, I'm going to write this down. Because I'm gonna, I need to share it with Sam. And so this is called um, Horse Girl Energy. Horse Girl Energy will have you frolicking and galloping. It's kind of a thing that never stops. HGE will have you neighing while you're playing. HG Unite for life. Whoa. <laughs> 
I mean, that wasn't the exact melody, but that was the sentiment that I was just. One, I think it's very um, 90s after school. Uh, The melody is very 90s after school special. So I Um, like. Yeah. The original melody was much better. However, (laughs) what happens for me is I'm an improv songwriter. Yeah. And so then if I don't do record it right away, I thought it was beautiful. I Um, thought it was beautiful. I just really believe that horse girl energy is something you just can't lose. And it just sticks with you. I don't know what it is, but I think it does. And even I will say there are girls that don't have horses that didn't grow up around horses that also have mad horse girl energy. It's like, I think honestly, it's like an intensity. Yeah. It's like an obsession, a a tendency towards obsession. Yeah. It's It's probably just, uh, you know, unrecognized ADHD. A hundred percent. (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. Well, crack that code. Where we there we go. <laughs> Just, yeah. It's like obsessiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You're like, I will wear horse shirts and I will act like a horse and I will read horse books and I will tell you horse facts. That's horse girl energy. Absolutely. So we're taking a, a departure from uh, HGE for next month's book. We are reading The Face on the Milk Carton. Oh. And oh. I, okay, I have to be truthful. I never read the book, but I saw the made for TV movie starring <laughs> Kelly Martin. I don't um, even know from, who that is. She is uh, an amazing actress. And I think she was in a show called Life Go- Goes On, and it, which was a revolutionary show at the time because one of the main characters, which was the early 90s, got HIV. Oh. Like her boyfriend got it or something. <laughs> Anyway, not what this book is about. It is about um, a girl that sees her face on the back of a milk carton and her journey to figure out what's going on. Oh, that's going to be cool. Yeah. I'm excited. The made for TV is amazing. 90s. Campy. So good. So good. Maybe we should watch it too. I think we need to. I think it's a must. Okay. But I'm kind of excited. Um, A little heavier than a... Than this story, but uh, just two I'm whimsical kids raising raising thirteen hundred dollars <laughs> for a horse. So yeah, go grab a copy at your uh, favorite local bookseller or your library. We love to support the library, and yeah, I think it'll be good. Any last thoughts on um who you are as a horse girl? Or <sighs> let me ask you this: as a last final thought of this podcast, do you have any advice for the horse girls out there? The horse girlies that are still girls right now. For the, the, the horse fillies, the filly the girls. The filly girls that are, you know, 12 years old right now and just living their best horse girl life. When you get to college, go get checked out for ADHD. It'll make <laughs> things a lot easier. <laughs> but, um, you know, embrace it. It's fine. It's a vibe. It's a lifestyle. And and you may be running around right now with a little stick horse and, you know, with your making your brother crawl around on his hands and knees while you like yell yaw on top of him. You'll grow out of it. But your intensity will take <laughs> other forms. So embrace it. Mm-hmm. That's some good advice. 